BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's Wednesday, January 3rd, and your Ben Jarofsky show starts now. Today on the show, Ben welcomes back good friend Monroe Anderson for a little thing we call Monroe Wednesdays. The Ben Jarofsky Show is a presentation of the Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago. If you want to know what to do, where to go, what to eat, what to drink, you want to know what to read, what to watch online, well, you might want to head to ChicagoReader.com. You can find out all that and even more. If you want to find Ben Jarofsky there, just head to ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. That's J-O-R-A-V is in victory, S-K-Y. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Epstein Island Wednesday, and here's why. Monroe Anderson sitting by. We had a lot to discuss, ladies and gentlemen. So much going on in the world this week that I would love uh, to pick Monroe's uh, big brain about. Uh, we're going to get into the Harvard president. Don't forget, we're going to get to President Claudine Gay uh, stepping down. But I just have to start with this. I've been watching this. This story erupt uh, over the last 24 hours. And uh, it has to do, of course, uh, with the list, the Epstein list, dealing with Jeffrey Epstein the multi-gazillionaire who committed suicide in prison, or did he commit suicide? Was he murdered uh, in New York City? Uh, And this, of course, is the pervert who used his power and his connections uh, to manipulate government, to avoid prosecution on, what, solicitation charges, uh, dealing with minors, uh, sex trafficking charges, uh, it's just an elaborate story of conceit and deceit by um, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, who had friends in high places in both parties, uh, Democratic Party and Republican Party, rich people who were courting him. Uh, and uh, he used them and they used him and they all pretended like they were great people together when they were just evil. They're up to evilness. Uh, and with their sex trafficking. So we're obsessed with this as a people on so many different levels. But politically, I'm, I, I must admit, I am fascinated the way in which, um, like the secret perversions of powerful people has, is always an interest to me. I remember it goes back to 1990 when Clarence Thomas was uh, appearing before the justice, or 1991, I guess it was, uh, Joe Biden's, a Senate committee uh, where he was about to be, uh, he was being, he was nominated to be on the Supreme court. And the, the uh, issue arose that he had this like hidden obsession with uh, sex tapes. He was watching like a porno and how outraged the Republicans acted. This is outrageous that he would be accused of this, even though the pornography industry is like a multi gazillion dollar industry in this country. 
I don't know why anybody was so surprised that there would be a Supreme Court nominee who had an obsession on this front. I just remembered it. it was like, oh my God. So yes, there's like these hidden lives of powerful people and Epstein gave them what they wanted and they were drawn to him and his mystique drew them in. And yes, I find that interesting. But then the second part of it is how other it's been met. It has been what weaponized by MAGA. <laughs> Somehow or other MAGA has convinced MAGAites that this is like only something that Democrats do. They're particularly concerned with Bill Clinton's relation uh, to Jeffrey Epstein. And so now there's some documents that are going to be released uh, that have been uh, shielded, sealed, uh, probably should have been released years ago, uh, having to do uh, with uh, Epstein. And there's all sorts of, uh, like, there's all sorts of rumors going floating around. It's like a list. It's not really a list. It's just a bunch of documents. People's names could be in these court filings that have been shielded from public view. But MAGA, brilliantly, you got to give MAGA credit. Okay, in this re in this regard, they've turned it into a list, and they're like just. <laughs> it's like this list will reveal all the secrets about Democrats, and here's what MAGA will do. There will be a lot of names that will be released whenever this is released, uh, and MAGA will just ignore the MAGA names on the list and concentrate on the Democratic name, Bill Clinton. We'll be talking about Bill Clinton and then somehow or other connect Hillary to it. Uh, and next thing you know, somehow or other Monroe Anderson will be on that list. I don't know how they'll do it, but they'll figure it out. Uh, and um, meanwhile, they'll ignore the fact that Donald Trump was pals with Epstein. Meg is unbelievable. Their ability to close their eyes to the wrongdoing of their leader their cult leader, the man they worship, close their eyes. But wide open are their eyes to Bill Clinton and his connections to Epstein. So I'm going to cut a deal with you, MAGA, right now. I will pledge to you that I will not support Bill Clinton for president of the United States because he had some kind of connection with Jeffrey Epstein if you will pledge to me that you will not support Donnie Trump because of his connections. It's a deal, MAGA. I'll drop my support for Bill Clinton. You drop your support for Donald Trump. We cut a deal. <laughs> that would be one heck of a deal if that deal was actually cut. All right. Uh, I will now bring on Monroe Anderson, who's been patiently waiting. Monroe, first of all, let's just assure the uh, listeners out there that you are not in any way going to be on that Jeffrey Epstein list. Go. I, I wish I was. They were having a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, it, was, it was sex trafficking with underage girls, all right? It's no, not no, no. You, you focused on the wrong thing. They, they were partying. <laughs> Back they were partying. You didn't have to have sex with another age girl. You could, you could say, "Show me your ID." But anyway, <laughs> sounds like it was a good time had by all. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not serious about this. But he's he's yeah. he's in jest. But I I am. Oh, um, okay, wait a minute. I want to get to your your giving up Clinton. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All so, right. My part of it. Yeah. Go ahead. Are, are you giving up block broccoli also? 
Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I love Brussels sprouts. I'm okay. not a fan of broccoli. Okay, are you giving up broccoli? <laughs> Uh, yeah, in other words, I'm giving up something I don't want to have in the first place. Is that what right, you're trying to exactly, say? Exactly, right. You you are not a Bill Clinton lover. So, no. so making an offer to give him up doesn't um, exactly impress me. Yeah, okay, that is true. But you didn't have to mention it to MAGA. Now, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> oh, MAGA. <laughs> now, the, the little sideshow, I don't know if you saw this, um, is that uh, talk talk show host Jimmy Kimmel's threatening? Oh, I know about that. I know Sue Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and, right. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I'll give up Rodgers for <laughs> for uh, Russell Sprouts. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers thinks he's see. Aaron Rodgers is funny. He just threw Jimmy Kimmel's name on the list. Like he's so, right. oh, he'll be. A, there's not even a list. Okay, right. but he's. A, uh, so he went on a talk show. Well, you know, Kimmel's been giving him a hard way to go. Yes, I know. That's a bit of a so this, this was his stupid way of of, of, of getting back at, at Kimmel. Yeah, in a twisted world of media, uh, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel is a talk show host on ABC, uh, and uh, Aaron Rodgers is a paid guest. Just think about this, Hunter. You should get an agent. Aaron Rodgers gets paid. Are you ready for this? According to the article I just read, a million dollars a year to make uh, appearances on uh, an ESPN talk show. A uh, million dollars a year, which I think is a million dollars more a year than you get paid to be on the Ben Jarofsky show. I think you need to hire Aaron Rodgers uh, agent uh, and uh, just a million. I, I, I just put him on my speed dial. <laughs> Oh Lord! Good luck at that million. Just text uh, back and say he doesn't think he can get a million, but five hundred will five hundred thousand do. <laughs> five hundred thousand. Okay, it's in the mail. Um, so, but anyway, so they're all employees at Disney. So it's like Kimmel's threatening to sue ESPN, and you know, I got news for you, Kimmel. You'll be suing your boss. I don't think that lawsuit's going anywhere. No, uh, no. This this is uh. This is, this is a um, macho thing going on. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the problem is Aaron Rodgers is no Oppenheimer. So. <laughs> <laughs> he already lost. <laughs> I uh, uh, I do think that um, there's a, a larger political uh, strategy or tactic here uh, that Aaron Rodgers is uh, happily playing along with. Uh, and that is uh, to divert any attention whatsoever from the wrongdoing of Donald Trump uh, by concentrating uh, on any wrongdoing that you could find linked to the uh, Democrats. Uh, and it's part of a larger effort to say, ah, they all did it, which just sort of dismisses <laughs> whatever the it is uh, in that sentence, as though uh, Bill Clinton's crimes are as great as Donald Trump's crimes. Uh, and uh so that there's no reason to impeach Donald Trump or uh, to uh, try Donald Trump or to bounce him from a ballot uh, and uh, that there are greater public enemies. Uh, so, yeah, it's part of a larger uh, tactic and strategy that uh, has effectively worked, in my humble opinion, uh, because what I just saw an article today uh, that a third of the country in a recent poll uh, now believes that uh, there was something tainted about Joe Biden's victory. So they like just buy it. You get what I'm saying? They buy whatever 
MAGA yeah, selling. Right. No, they've that's 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 been the game plan. It mm -hmm. is worth it. The thing is, the right wing MAGA crowd has no shame whatsoever. Yeah. None. And so um, while they criticize Biden's crime family, where there's no zero, there's no, no, no evidence, zilch, that, that Biden, uh, President Biden has committed a crime. In the meantime, uh, Trump is a one-man crime wave. And they're willing to forgive anything and everything he does and, and to the point of even if he's convicted of um, one of his 91 counts, then um, they will forgive him and say it doesn't matter because he's such a great president or was such a great president or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. It's, uh, it's you you can't even, you can't pay any attention to that. But what we've got to do, it, it, it's not boo, but vote. Not boo, but vote. And you can also boo if you want a little bit. That that's uh, protected right. free speech. Right. I think. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, move on to the big topic today on the free speech front. Um, I people go. Uh, I've had many uh, friends of mine um, and guests on the show tell me uh, uh, that it's you're just gonna uh, never run out of opportunities to expose the hypocrisy of MAGA. Uh, on any front, but if there was one front that you would think MAGA would stand tall on, it, uh, it would be the issue of free speech. It would be the issue of liberty. Uh, that supposedly is what motivated Aaron Rodgers to, to use him uh, to defy the NFL's uh, demand that he get vaccinated. He's freedom. He's freedom to say whatever he wants uh, and to do whatever he wants with his body. Uh, and then, of course, you know, he's silent on the issue of uh, women's uh, uh, right to get an abortion. But that's one more example of the hypocrisy uh, in terms of free speech. Uh, Claudine uh, Gay, the president of Harvard, stepped down yesterday and largely uh, Monroe. It had to do with what she said at, con at a congressional hearing uh, regarding a genocide against Jews, how she responded to uh, that question. It was, in my humble opinion, uh, one of the worst tone-deaf responses to a question ever. Uh, but it was not done out of hatred. We all know that. Uh, it was done out of like a lawyerly-like obsession with saying exactly the right thing so that she would not have to step down. And guess what? It was weaponized against her, and she had to step down. And it was weaponized against her because she offended people. Uh, and... Uh, she was going to have to step down because uh, she was offensive. In other words, she was canceled. It's absolutely everything the right says should not happen in our country where we have free speech and liberty. And yet it happened to her. Uh, and the right is celebrating Monroe. Uh, they are celebrating uh, Congresswoman uh, Stefanik of New York, who asked the question that uh, got the tone-deaf response from President Gay, or former President Gay, uh, is now pounding her test, saying two down, one to go, meaning two right. uh, Ivy League presidents have had to step down because of how they responded to her question, and a third, not Ivy League, MIT president is next. Uh, 
I could go on and on and on about this because I have many feelings on the subject. We'll start with your general thoughts about uh, President Gay, former President Gay of Harvard, stepping down. She was she was forced to step down. The board, the Harvard board, supported her. What she said, one hundred percent, less than two weeks ago, and then they did a hundred and eighty degree turn and said she's got to go because of the pressure uh, that was done, and that there's. I can't I can't recall his name now, but there's this right wing activist. Ackman. Yeah. Who who um got um critical race theory kicked out of a lot of schools. Oh, oh, of, oh different bro. Go ahead. I yeah, yeah go ahead. This this guy, I mean, he's been um uh, working on getting uh, black stuff anything that 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 supports diversity he's made it his mission to get that removed uh i mean he's a hardcore racist and um then he he he's he's come after uh the um elitist um presidents at the ivy league schools to get rid of them and I mean, and he's made them a target, a mission, and so she, she was, she was um, one of them. I mean, they, the vast right wing conspiracy that um, Hillary talked about thirty, forty years ago is still very much in action, and um, the, the liberals have got to learn how to fight fire with fire. And that, well, and that was the problem yeah, I think with Gay is that she was, she was being overly intellectual about it, you know. But yes, yeah, depends on how it's presented and all this stuff. And she just, she just should have said, uh, "No, it's, it's it's a problem." But um, if it's if if Israel is so important, if this is so important that. Uh, to conservatives, then why are they um, holding up money to Israel? I mean, the, the thing is, we need to speak back and point out the hypocrisies over and over and over again because yeah. they present themselves on a daily basis. Yeah. No, I listen, uh, I'll, I'll repeat, we. We spent a lot of time on this show uh, talking about the response of the three presidents, uh, and um, it's it, it, it was almost funny uh, in how cowardly they were right. in, in their uh, unwillingness just to say a, a declarative stand. Right. That if someone is saying uh, calling for the genocide of Jewish people, uh, would that violate uh, the hand the, the hand the code of conduct? And it should have been yes, it violates it. Okay, right. that's the answer. That ends that. that right. A strong declaration. All right. Uh, and then you move on to the subtleties right. of the issue because then the issue says, all right, well, what happens? What, what, do you immediately remove somebody from? Well, that's where you get, you, you re, re, immediately remove a student from campus or a professor for the faculty. Well, that gets into the, the issues of do 
giving people their time in court, giving people an opportunity to present their point of view. I mean, that's what the right is claiming for for Donald Trump. You get right. what I'm saying? Exactly. So, no, exactly. No, that's, I that's mean, the point. It, that's the yeah. point is that that um, they 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 wink and nod on everything that uh, Trump is doing, and then they're just outraged. You know, another example of that is um, when uh, when Hillary uh, said that half of the uh, half half of the Republicans were deplorables. Yeah, he was running, and that became such a big insult. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, if if you if you take any any given day, what Trump has to say about people, it it dwarfs what Hillary said. Yeah. And it's it's okay, yeah, you know. Okay, so he said they were vermin. You know, it's 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 just a a a phrase. <laughs> That's all. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, uh, and it's only a coincidence that it's a similar language to the one that Hitler used. Well, um, identical language to what yeah. Hitler used. Uh, uh, yeah, but but he didn't read any Hitler. Uh, I. The, the second part of it is the way, um, oh, my God, this, this is so insidious. The way the right, when you talk about weaponizing an issue, right? the way they use the fact uh, that uh, Claudine Gay was black or is black yeah. against her. And I, I just read a column today on this front um, in the uh, the New York Times. Uh by Brett Stevens, who I read because I want to know what the other side is, is thinking. So uh, I originally left these to read the other side as well. Yeah. Uh, and and his the theme of his column, uh, more or less, is uh, that she was unqualified from the get-go. Right. That's always uh, Yeah. And a black person gets promoted to anything in this country <laughs> Any kind of significant position. Uh, and automatically, there's just a chunk of America that assumes they're undeserving of it. And that attitude, that prejudice, uh, is can be used by the right, in this case by Brett Stevens, to undercut any effort, any black person in power. The right. only time they don't say it's affirmative action is when it's someone like Clarence Thomas, when that is affirmative action. Right. <laughs> exactly. As I, what happens now in this country is that unless there are numbers to back it up, you know, Michael Jordan is great because of all the, the um, points he scored, all the, the uh, championship rings he 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 won, so they can't that can't be questioned. You know, you just look at the st stats. This happens with um, athletes. This is why why it's easy for blacks to succeed in that area because it's based on numbers. Uh, even in 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 music, it depends if if you you sell so many albums or get so many uh, view listeners or whatever, then it's not disputed. But whenever there are no numbers, then it be it becomes because of affirmative action that somebody got there. 
if you don't have any numbers to back it up. Yeah. Uh, and that's how the game is played. No, that is how, uh, absolutely. And, and they believe it, too. I mean, that's the other thing. You know, they're, they're racist, and they believe that um, anytime any, anybody, you know, this has happened to me on a, a number of uh, times. I, I was, um, when I was blogging back 10 years ago, so I, I, I had um, some guy, no, it was Facebook, I'm sorry. So some guy called me an affirmative action writer because journalists, because he disagreed with me. And, and so every all, all the things I've accomplished in, in, in half a century were because of affirmative action and nothing to do with um, the things I've done. Um, my, when I was one right winger, when I was talking, uh, bragging about my son going to Whitney Young, said, well, of course, he's at Whitney Young, Scott, my son, Scott. Of course, he's at Whitney Young because of affirmative action, that that I use my clout to get him in versus, you know, and my response was, okay, well, did it ever occur to you he's there because he's smart? And that was not even on the table for consideration. And and of course, Scott is very smart. He's, he's done quite well um, beyond Whitney Young. In fact, uh, Whitney Young, when they were first competing in, in this ro robot uh, contest, Scott was the only one in the group who knew how to program the robot because he was such a, a computer nerd. And so the, the teacher was calling him and saying, you have to come in, we have this problem. And, and getting the robot to do certain moves and everything. So we need you to do that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there's, there's several issues at play here. One is just an intentional uh, manipulation of prejudice uh, in order to get an advantage politically. Right. Uh, and the other is a prejudice that one has uh, and one uh, believes uh, so in the case of a columnist who writes about uh, Claudine Gay of um, Harvard and says, well, the appearance is that she only got the job as president because she was black, because she's an affirmative action uh, hire. Uh, is that columnist venting his prejudice, his assumption that if he sees a black person, a black woman in particular, uh, as president of, uh, of Harvard in a position that's usually held by white men, that he just automatically assumes uh, yeah. that she is uh, inadequate uh, and un, uh, doesn't deserve, undeserving of that position? Yeah, or is maybe. he hiding behind this notion, well, it's just an appearance that other people have? And I, I think more often than not, it's just a general assumption that white people have Monroe that they are superior to black people. Yes. Uh, we, go ahead. Yes. No, it is It is that. That um, are, if they, are they should be superior. If they if they aren't quite sure, you know, with Obama, I mean, they, they did that with Obama. Yeah. Right? Um, he was an affirmative action hire. Yeah. They wanted to see his transcript. 
Yeah, I mean, and 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 you've got to be as dumb as Donald Trump to believe that Obama is not a very intelligent man. Yeah, I mean that's just obvious. And 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 uh, but you know the 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 implication was that he became the editor of the Harvard Law Review because of of, of affirmative action. Yeah, and the, the reality is. Whenever it's something that's really desirable, you don't get it. That's not what affirmative action is for. If if it's between a, a, something that a white man wants, and uh, they're trying to give it to a black man, a woman, or a woman in many instances, then um, all all kind of other things become um, possible besides yeah. affirmative action. Yeah. But to make this issue, the issue of uh, gay being forced to step down, right. to make it palpable to MAGA uh, with who have taken a stand against canceling culture. They, that's supposedly the bedrock principle of, Madrock, of, of MAGA. Yeah, they're they're against cancel culture. There okay? no... Bulls and MAGA. That's, yeah, that's that the whole thing. That yeah. is true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I said supposedly yeah, the bedrock right. principle of MAGA. Aren't, you know, yeah. There are none. There are none. They yeah. believe that that fits into their uh, white power mentality. They I do. mean, let's, yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 they're trying, they want 1955 back. Okay, so let's go back. Let me supposedly the bedrock principle is liberty. Yeah. And I'll Aaron Rodgers, liberty, freedom. Right. I should not be forced to take the shot. This is America. I should be able to say whatever I want to say, whatever I want to say it without any accountability because I have free speech. That is a professed and avowed uh principle, okay, uh espoused by MAGA. We could go on, uh Ron DeSantis. Uh, and um, Joe Rogan. These yeah. are all people who've gotten uh, very far in this country by professing a just firm opposition to any kind of cult canceling of uh, somebody by virtue of what they say or what they do. So Gay gets canceled at Harvard, and in order to sell it, they say, well, it's not really about what she said. It's because she wasn't qualified in the first place. Right. That's what uh, Brett right. Stevens did in the New right. York Times. Because, she wasn't qualified in the first place. Yeah, because she they had to come up with some reason to prove that she wasn't qualified. Quote, and I'm using air quotes on the proof. Uh, and the proof was that um, uh, some of her papers she didn't do the, the do um, notations mm -hmm. as were expected of somebody doing that uh, doing that type of work. And again, what happens is, and and I I know I've I, I I I've lived this, I've bled this. Yeah. What happens is um, blacks aren't given. Uh, second chances they they are given 
the reason, the benefit of the doubt. And so if there's some sort of error or some sort of misstep or some sort of anything, then that just disqualifies. It proves that you weren't capable or uh, uh, of doing this in, in the first place. Again, unless there's numbers to back you up, you know, you've, um, numbers and, and sales or numbers and points, but some sort of numeric, um, non-subjective approach, then you are always um, less than you should be. Well, okay. So if you're going to bring in sports, which yeah. is a topic I'm always ready to discuss. Yeah. Uh, uh, it used to be, well, when we were alive, Monroe, yeah. when you you and I were alive for this, yeah, uh, we were born for this. Yeah. There used to be out and out of walls of discrimination against black people in sports. Right. So, for instance. Alabama didn't have any black players. Alabama's football team did not right. have any black players until the early 70s. And the only reason they brought in black players is because they couldn't beat integrated teams. Right. Sam Cunningham of USC ran all over uh, Alabama. And that's when Bear Bryant said, hey, maybe we better let some black people play. Right. And that, so there used to be a wall. Yeah, at one point in basketball, there was a, I think it was with Boston. Uh, they had a a, a um, system where there only could be three blacks on the team or something. Okay, uh, this is one of my favorite topics. I urge everybody to read the John Thompson uh, autobiography. Uh, shout out, Frank, for uh, turning me on to it. Monroe, I've been urging you to read this one for a while. John Thompson, uh, Jesse Washington, shout out to you, uh, who uh, wrote the book. Uh, John Thompson, before he died, had a great chapter about the way the NBA discriminated against black players. The fear was that no team, uh, including the Boston Celtics, could have more than, what, six black players on its team. A squad, the team was had 12 players. So you couldn't have too many black people on the team because that would turn white people off. So right. there, there was uh, essentially a quota. Which, right. By the way, I never heard the New York Times uh, complain about this quota. This is one quota they didn't care about, I guess. Uh, and so that limited the number of black players on a team. Uh, and so that was what, was what you're getting at. Uh, right. And then eventually the point is, is that the desire to win. And the point, again, in the numbers, this is, this is um, a th- theory that I've recently developed through through thinking about it and observation is when you get to you, you, you get to the numbers you know uh, yeah the desire to win depends on how many points you can make on the court mm-hmm. that your team can make and yes. so when you have a black player who's scoring 20 points a game and you want to win then suddenly, um, well, maybe we have one after all. I mean, it's the same with, with, with quarterbacks now. You know, for the longest, uh, the NFL was uh, very um, resistant to having blacks as quarterbacks. And, you, and But you started getting all these kids 
and these college teams, these college teams were racking up the points. Uh, oh, for the longest time, I would yeah. think my beloved Chicago Bears. It was only recently that they overcame their hesitation on this front. Right. I mean, they did not draft Patrick Mahomes. May I remind you, Bear fans? Right. And they've never come up with an adequate explanation as to why they uh, overlooked it. They'll have, so say, a million freaking things a Monroe, and they get the Tribune guys to write them up. And I'm like, right. uh-uh. Right. I, I think it came down to some kind of, like, bias that you had that you've never expressed. And right. now look at Justin Fields. So right. they want to get rid of Justin Field. So you never know. I mean, race is such a a twisted thing in the minds of people, Monroe. And, you know what I'm saying? And embedded. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a, a, America's original sin, and it's still it's still at play. Yeah, you know, and uh, so you know, you know they a, would justify they would justify with Fields. If they do it, their justification will be that well, we got another black. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that'll be their justification. Um, oh Lord. I, yeah, I, I mean, when when Fields is, they didn't let him play his game. They tried to make him play what they thought they he should be playing. Yeah. And so he doesn't perform, and they don't they don't give him a line to to do a good job. I mean, there are all kind of problems involved. Yeah. That prevented him from being um, who he is. And had Patrick come here instead of going to, to um, Kansas, Kansas City, yeah, he would have had the same problem. So Patrick wouldn't have been Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I still wish the Bears had drafted him. All right, I'm willing to deal with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I feel uh, that's a conversation. That's a long debate that, of course, cannot be substantiated in any way. It's purely right. speculative. I've been having it with Bear fans. Uh, it's it's a strange now we're on the sports, which I'm happy to do. But it is the mentality of things. Uh, so Bear fans would rather would rather be able to um, justify not taking Patrick Mahomes. Uh, on the basis that um, the Bears would screw him up anyway than they would to conf- admit that there was a racial bias at play. That's how Bear fans... And this is... Okay, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, not bad, and I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking that uh, the, ra- the racism was why they didn't take him. And, um, and then, again, getting back to my numbers theory, he racked up... He, racked up the numbers against the Bears, and um, it's it's become so overwhelmingly uh, understandable. Yeah, that um, ha- having black people in sports in certain positions is the way you win. That the the the, the even the bear says, okay, we give up. So then they go get a black general manager. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they've gone black on us now. You know, it's like, whoa. Yeah. We we realize our sins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they, listen, I really hope they keep Justin Field, but that's another story. But going back to the original point, yeah. so deep was the hatred of black people that the University of Alabama would not have 
uh, black players playing their teams, no matter how good they were. So think about this, uh, sports fans out there. That means if Michael Jeffrey Jordan existed in 1970, uh, the University of Alabama would not recruit him to play in their basketball team, even though he's the greatest player of all time yeah. because he's black. Right. You know, uh, and now <laughs> all of now, like all the uh, the people who hate affirmative action, the white people who hate affirmative action, right? Uh, they want to pretend like that never existed. They want to pretend as though there was there was no reason for having affirmative action. You follow what I'm saying, Monroe? They want to pretend. And I think they're as 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 a scholar in white. Racism. <laughs> the foremost authority. Yeah. Yeah, the authority. That's an authority on white racism. I would argue that what they they they're what they're doing now is saying, okay, uh, we we dealt with that, so it's over. No reason to do that anymore. It's yeah. the problem solved. And, and and so that that's how they uh, are approaching it. So let me let me ask you this question. Yeah. Um, in your humble opinion, yeah, is is there an advantage to Harvard having a black person as president? Forget the issues of quote unquote qualifications, just like which which are so arbitrary anyway. All right. right. Uh, and especially when you talk about colleges where they let in kids, if their parents kick in money to the school. So the whole thing is fixed anyway. No. All right. So right. it's a completely arbitrary process. Uh, it's not a meritocracy. They feed us this notion that there's a meritocracy governing it when in fact there's not. Right. All right. So putting that aside in your humble opinion, in this day and age, is there an advantage to, Harvard, the premier university, premier college in America, like the one college I think most people just link with success. Is there an advantage? Well, you, for Harvard, actually, um, Harvard is power. It's not. It's. it's I mean, it's, it's it's success because it's power. It's this. That's because you go. It's the connections you get to make. If you were able to go to Howard, if you, okay. if, I mean, Harvard, sorry, Harvard. Yeah. Uh, when I was at working at Newsweek back in, I worked at Newsweek from 85 to 88. And I, I, I had a, um, uh, one of my bosses, the, the chief of correspondence mm -hmm. said, his name was Bob Rivard. He said to me that he he had young children. He said when they got older, he was going to get them in Harvard because they run everything, meaning the Harvard graduates. Mm -hmm. And we saw that with Obama, a Harvard graduate, and um, where he was drawing much of his support from and, and cabinet and people of influence. I mean, they are the power center in this country. And this is why the the, the last thing um, conservatives want is to see a black person in power because um, 
they have made it their business to keep us powerless as long as they possibly can. can. And anytime we become, we, we get into a position of power, they start um, undermining and working against that. This is why um, job one was to get Obama one to make him a one-term president. Because that was that's the ultimate power play in America. All right. Uh, well, okay. So I'm going to come back to the question I asked you in a little bit, but I'm yeah. going to push back with you here. Okay. Uh, in my humble opinion, yeah, you would not hear one boo-hoo out of MAGA about a black person being president of Harvard if the black pre- person being president of Harvard was, let's say, Herschel Walker. If it was President Herschel Walker, President no, Obama, no, right? No, no, okay. no, no, no. I don't think they could put up with that. I, you know, they, they, they almost elected him senator. Uh, yeah, but that's one position out of one hundred, and they and they wanted him because he was a go along, get along Negro. Same reason they they tolerate Clarence Thomas because it's one of them. But but what what happens is when there's a true position of power that's going to be impactful, and that person does not um, do the will of white conservatives, then he or she is not useful. All right. Well, I would say uh, uh, what a, what a what a notion. Uh, President Herschel Walker of Harvard. Uh, I think I think Donald Trump would support him, and after that, everyone would fall in line. Everyone would fall in line. Joe Rogan would fall in line. Aaron Rodgers would fall in line. Uh, Ron DeSantis would fall in line. So, I believe uh, that if uh, Donald Trump anoints uh, someone for a position then MAGA falls in line. And yes, they would fall in line for Herschel Walker, in my humble opinion, to be president of Harvard. I almost wish it would happen. Right. I almost wish it would happen, Monroe. Never, um, never, no. no, because the thing is, Harvard, Harvard has this whole um, power position in America. And, but part, part of it is uh, I mean, a, a large degree of it is um, is is um, intellectual. Yeah. You know the the education system. This is why the right wingers are going after it now. The education uh, um, center has its own power. I mean, it what it does is it it vets who's who's intelligent, who's not, who's preach teaching the right things, and who's not. Oh, uh, this this guy Cal. I, I wish I could remember. I know his name. I know who you're talking about. I yeah, just want to mention him. And uh, yeah, he. Uh, other people have filled that role. Uh, and again, it's yeah. a hypocritical one. Guy doing it one time. Yeah, say that yeah. again. Yeah, they, they had this black guy who's doing yeah. it. Um, he's so out for, of California. So anytime. So in a sense, in a sense, what they're trying to do is stifle uh, the free expression of professors on the front who are on the left. 
uh, and they're um, they, so they're, they're trying to vet people who will preach their lies. Yes, their lies. Uh, you know, there there is still, and, and Nikki Haley was an example of that when she, when she was asked about. Um, oh my God, slavery. Yeah, when she well uh, about the Civil War. Yes. She didn't say slavery because um, till this day in the South, uh, the Civil War is is being taught as uh, a, a northern um, um, invasion of the South. Not about it's not about slavery; it's about power. No, I and they're, yeah. and they're still doing they're still teaching that, and so to have the real deal taught. Uh, does not sit with them. Yeah. Because, well. Yeah. She. She's. It was a two-part question. The first part was open-ended. The right. the guy was clearly wanted to see what she would say if you not didn't feed her any lines. Right. So I know I know that you you ask an open-ended question. You want to see where the person goes on their own without any kind of direction. And right. so he asked her about the cause. What was the cause of the Civil War? Right. She babbled something about freedom and liberty, going back to their two favorite right. words. He said it was a tough question. Yeah, that said it was a tough. And he goes, "What about?" She goes, and then she said, "Was that good enough?" She goes, "Well, I thought I'm doing this from memory. I thought you might mention slavery." So then he fed her the notion of slavery. He gave yeah. it to her, okay. Right. And then she goes, "Well, what do you want me to say about slavery?" Right. Uh, and that's because, again, the party of freedom and liberty uh, wants to prohibit a debate or discussion about American race relations, which began with slavery. Right. Uh, and because. And continues with racism. Yes. It continues with racism because yeah. what that, that'll uh, make white people feel bad. So. Okay. Well, yeah, there, they, the, there we're at. That's this, where we're at. With. The thing is back in the days of slavery, Mm -hmm. uh, and going into Reconstruction and out of that into Jim Crow, you had all these ne'er-do-well white people who, um, for whatever reason, were not particularly successful or in some instances unsuccessful. And the one thing they had that made them feel good is at least they weren't a nigger. And that's that's how they were kept in their place and not rebellion, rebelling or protesting at the the discrimination against whites, whites without property. If if um, at the beginning of our country, of course, uh, you you needed to be a white man uh, with property to vote. And then it went went to just he had to be a white man, but I mean these I mean, all the way along the way in our country there were things in place to um, propel the white men and to keep others behind, and that exists to this day. I mean it's it's, it's still in play. It's being broken. Uh, Mainly because of the numbers game, yeah. you know. Oprah, the, the one of the reasons Oprah is so powerful 
rich and powerful is because the King brothers, uh, when when they when they gave her the talk show, uh, they gave her financial control over because they didn't think they couldn't imagine a a fat black woman, dark black woman, being that successful. And because she was in she she was in power and she gained ratings numbers again, then Oprah became Oprah. Yeah, with a capital O, and don't you forget right. it. Right. Uh, I uh, I'll, I'll I'll close this conversation and uh, move on to to Maine. Get your thoughts on Maine okay. uh, by just saying that um, the audacity of the Republican Party of MAGA is just sometimes overwhelming. Uh, you know, I began by talking about how uh, they're trying to magnify the sins of Bill Clinton by linking him to Jeffrey Epstein, which requires them to overlook the, the same connection that Donald Trump has to Jeffrey Epstein. Right. Aaron Rodgers, anytime you want to add him to the list, go ahead. You too, Joey Rogan. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, and I can't, I, I still have a suspicion that I keep trying to suppress that uh, the reason Epstein, quote, committed suicide was because of Trump. Whoa. Wow, then, I've never heard you on this theory. Yeah. What, yeah. What's your theory here? You know, that he was killed. He was murdered. And that's because that... Um, because the Trump connection? Yeah, the Trump connection. And and others around Trump. Are, are is, this, is this based on absolutely any shred of information you've seen, or is no, it just like no, this, this hunch? Yeah, it's a hunch. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, at least you admit it's a hunch as opposed to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, My cousin told me that the vaccine was bad. Right, right. Exactly. Uh, I don't know, but but I don't even know if maybe maybe Epstein did just kill himself and you had all these circumstances around the the guards not being uh, attentive and all this other stuff. That really seems um, difficult for me to believe that all this lined up that way. But even if that happened, uh, there were a lot of powerful and influential men who were enjoying uh, what what Epstein was providing. Absolutely. And one of them was clearly Donald John Trump. Exactly. Uh, And that's uh, the other thing is that um, I, I just... When we tie, when I think about uh, Nikki Haley's refusal uh, or inability to uh, address, uh oh, and and thinking about that, and uh, to the express belief in liberty uh, that MAGA has, that Joe Rogan has, that Aaron Rodgers has, uh, they profess to have a strong belief in liberty, uh, and that's why they opposed. Um, that's why they oppose the government mandating uh, vaccines. And yet they kind of, in, it's like they're, they're relatively indifferent to, to slavery in our right. country. You follow right. that one? Well, uh, you know, it wasn't so bad. They got skills. Right. And also that was a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, right. man. Oh. When in fact, and this is important. Yeah. Black Americans became the new immigrants in 
before with the passage of the Civil Rights Act. Before then, we were always second-class citizens. And we never, there, there wasn't even th anything approaching a level playing field. I mean, even if you look back at the uh, GI Bill, uh, white men, soldiers, patriots, veterans, uh, got all sorts of help. They got college education. They got all these things that, that uh, their children inherited from them. Mm -hmm. uh, blacks were not, they blacks were not given that stuff. Black veterans. No. And uh, this is our lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our lifetime. Isn't that wild? Our lifetime. Uh, right. And then I have to deal with uh, MAGA pretending like it didn't exist. I said, wait a minute, you're gaslighting me again. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, it did exist. I remember. Well, uh, I remember it. when USC beat Alabama and the light went on in uh, Alabama's brain. Okay. I was alive for that. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to Maine. The last time we were on the show, we were talking about the Colorado decision where the Supreme yeah. Colorado uh, voted against Donald Trump to oust him uh, off from the ballot. And uh, we talked about how that's going to the Supremes. Uh, subsequent to that, uh, Maine, the Secretary of State in Maine, ruled that Donald Trump, as the leader of an insurrection uh, against the United States government, a government that he had sworn under oath to uphold, uh, was not uh, eligible to be uh, uh, to run for president. And, right. uh, of course, typical MAGA, they're crying like they little babies that they are about it. Um, uh, you've now, as I recall, you started off by saying that the Supremes would rule with Colorado. Uh, then you switched your position to say, well, you, you, they're not going to rule with Colorado. Now Maine's weighed in. Right. Uh so um, what's your stance now? Do you think Donald Trump will be allowed to remain uh, on the ballot, even though he's clearly violating uh, the rules that govern ballot access? Uh, yeah, they'll find yeah. it. Yeah, I think, I think what's shaping up is, well, one theory I heard on um, MSNBC was that um, what they're going to do is the appellate, appellate court is going to make a ruling uh, that Colorado can't do it the way they're doing it. And um, then the Supremes won't take the case at all. They'll just let the appellate court ruling stand so that it doesn't uh, for, for, for uh, Colorado and therefore, they dodge a bullet for now, yeah. you know, which would take time. So that um, I mean, Trump, Trump will be on the on the um, on on uh, on the ballot there, yeah. and then that will um, sort of hold everybody else in place until the election is over. Yeah, yeah. You know, in other words, they're uh, uh, they'll weasel their way out of it. Uh, yeah. which is what I suspect as well. Uh, right. Yeah, this is straight up ballot access question, ladies and gentlemen, the rules and regulations that govern a person's ability to run for office. Robert F. Kennedy is dealing with this baby Kennedy. Robert Kennedy Jr. is dealing with this, trying to get on as a third party uh, candidate in uh, various states. The same Republican Party that is crying about Donald Trump's uh, just 
his ability to be on the ballot, even though he's clearly breaking the rules, be the one trying to manipulate right. the rules, keep right. Kennedy right. off the ballot. No, so if, you, if you stop and think about this, mm-hmm. you know, take take all the nonsense out of it. Yeah. Donald Trump tried a coup and failed. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And so, I mean, had that been Obama, <laughs> come on, instead of Trump, uh, where do you think we'd be now? Yeah, we'd be we'd be talking about um, Obama didn't get enough time yeah. in prison. No, what it it's it's affirmative action for Trump. Right. In fact, I want the New York Times guy to weigh in about that. Donald Trump's an affirmative action president. Right. They're giving him special rules. Isn't that what you're always crying about? Like you see a black person in a position of power, you go, oh, well, they they bent the rules to let this person in. Well, you want the the ultimate rule bending. Right. It says in the Constitution that insurrectionists can't, you know, and and he wasn't fit for office to begin with. Well, he did a lousy job. And yet, um, because he suits a number of people's, white people's um, notion of of importance of power and who should have it, then he is where he is. Yeah, he is where he is, man. I'll tell you what, this is is a quote. uh, And we'll close with this quote. I I meant to read this earlier. Uh, This is a quote from... um, uh, Elise Stefanik, the congresswoman from New York. And this one is so atrocious, Monroe, but this is the game yeah. that MAG is playing. So after uh, uh, Gay had to step down right. as president of Harvard, uh, she tweeted out, uh, this is what Stefanik tweeted out, Harvard knows that this long overdue forced resignation of the anti-Semitic plagiarist president is just the beginning of what will be the greatest scandal of any college or university in history. That is just such drivel. Right. First of all, the use of the word anti-Semitic in relation to gay is just so in, uh, inaccurate. Particularly yeah, coming from Stefanik, who is a member of MAGA, and said nothing when Nazis were marching through the streets in Virginia. I just find this so offensive, Monroe, on so many different levels. Uh, and just the notion that this is the greatest scandal of any college or university in history, that she poorly answered a question. Right. <laughs> right. But. Yeah, yeah, she didn't phrase it right. Let me ask you this. So uh, will this be forgotten, politically speaking, other than people like you and me? Uh, or will this, uh, what went down with uh, Penn and Harvard, uh, we'll see what's going to happen with MIT. Will it have any kind of long-reaching uh, Im- impact uh, on the presidential election of 2024? No. Because, you don't think it will happen, anyone? Because it, um, in the in 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 the scheme of things, this is so insignificant. Yeah, I mean, you know, getting into Harvard or Penn uh, it does not impact your everyday Joe American or or, or Jennifer American. Yeah. Uh, American. It just it 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 it, it doesn't. That's so far. You know, most right now people are still um, pissed off at the price of groceries. Yeah. You know, uh, which, that's a whole other question. That's a whole other issue. That we we don't have time for that one. We'll do it again later. But 
the gaslighting of America on the economy. Uh, I, after record spending over the holidays on Christmas, people are spending one way and talking another way. Uh, oh yeah, right. And and they and plus, well, again, the Democrats are practicing malpractice, political malpractice, because the reality of this is that we just came out of a a, a century uh, um, uh, happening pandemic. Happens every one hundred years, or has happened. And and so everything was screwed up, and and we're still suffering the impact of that pandemic. It's not that long gone, yeah. and so sure the um, we have inflation. We didn't get a recession, which we were supposed to get, and sure um, as capitalists always goes, if you see an opportunity, you take it. And so this. Yeah. This is a good time to raise the prices on everything and blame it on something besides greed, corporate greed. Yeah, well, I uh, I think we're going to have to reconfigure uh, everything that we took for granted about politics in our country. Uh, a strong economy uh, uh, is apparently uh, doesn't count uh, anymore in America. Uh, and uh, particularly if uh, if if MAGA uh, wants oh, yeah, to yeah. Donald Trump, it doesn't matter. Trump, it's, it's was, bragging, Trump was bragging about the um, stock market. <laughs> yeah, he was. And, and oh, yeah, it's in even greater numbers. Yeah, uh, silence. Yeah, <laughs> you know, silence. Um, yeah. He's bragging about creating jobs. Biden um, yeah. created way more jobs than he did. Yeah. Uh, have the Republicans uh, pointed that out? No. Because um, yeah. the immigrants are bringing drugs in, into this country. Yeah. They're causing the fentanyl uh, 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 horror that we have. You know, it's uh, and and they're loving Putin. You know. Uh, all right. And, uh, we have to uh, exit this show because I have to go help you move furniture. Yes. Uh, and so I'm very cognizant of that. Uh, and we'll just close with the same question I ask you every week. The same question every guest is going to get on the show. And I love asking the question because a lot of my guests know nothing about sports. And it's just interesting to watch them approach it. You at least yes. follow sports, particularly football. So one more time for this week, should the Bears keep Justin Fields as their quarterback? Yes or no, Monroe? If if they don't, they're going to lose some viewership. I mean, Justin, he is a, an incredible talent, and plus, um, he's a, a a decent human being. He's not an Aaron Rodgers, for example. I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, so is the answer yes, then? Oh yeah, they should definitely one hundred. If 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 they don't keep Justin. Then they may do. They may have committed the impossible, and that's to lose me as a a, a loyal viewer. <laughs> yeah, and I've 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 gone through season after season, yes. since eighty eighty five, of waiting on them to uh, win another Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, 
Well, I got to tell you, uh, this yeah. is reality of sports fans. Let's say they do not keep Justin Fields and they yeah. bring in a new quarterback and this guy yeah. turns out to be even better than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah. You will be so back on that Bears bandwagon. And if I mention Justin Fields to you, you go, who? Yeah. Justin who? Uh, oh. <laughs> so uh, that's yeah. just the reality of sports. I, I, would, I, I would say Justin could have done it. The other thing is that yeah. if they, they they give Justin Fields to the right team, mm-hmm. then he's he's gonna make them pay for making a bad decision. Oh, yeah. Oh Lord. All right. I say I'm with you, Monroe. Keep Justin Fields. Uh and then we'll of course ask you this question next week because the Green Bay Packer game is on Sunday and that will be interesting. We'll enjoy how will Justin Fields perform in Green Bay in the last game of the year uh, in which he will have the potential through a great game to knock Green Bay out of the playoffs. He will be beloved by Bears fans if he can deliver on that. Uh, so we will see what happens on Sunday. Monroe, uh, I will see you in a little bit, okay? We're going to move furniture, all right? All right, okay. Don't, right. don't make it sound it's 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 a sofa and a chair. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I know, I know your 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 listeners are probably saying, oh oh boy. <laughs> we, we hope he doesn't hurt his back. He's gonna be so tired after a hard day of podcasting. <laughs> Move, moving Monroe refrigerator oh, and his kitchen sink. <laughs> after after a rough day of podcasting, let me tell you, it's tough being a podcaster in America, okay? I'm going to go move furniture. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, very good. That's Monroe Anderson. I also want to thank producer Chris. He does an outstanding job, and I'm sure Monroe agrees with when I say, hey, producer Chris, keep yourself a raise, take it out of petty cash. Peace and love, everybody. And remember, you can always get the latest content from The Reader and Ben Jarofsky by heading to chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. You want to follow Ben on Instagram? Well, that's easy, at Benny J Show. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow The Ben Jarofsky Show on your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms.